This is the Fade You Podcast recording on Monday, November 9th. My name is Matthew James. Joined tonight, he is the Diddy Kong to my Donkey Kong. Kmart, how you doing on this Monday evening? Oh, not too bad. Especially after that comment, I'm feeling giddy. Giggity. <laughs> and this asshole just stumbled out of burgers and beer. They can't wait for him to leave. Chris Duke, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> no, they want to keep me there, baby. No way. I mean, he's he has to be there. just funneling money to him like crazy. All the all the money he wins off Dennis. <laughs> he's giving the <laughs> burgers yeah. and beer. What do you Take do? It are from you Dan? Give it to Bert. Are you just the asshole that goes in and orders like one burger and one beer, and you just sit there and degen for like four hours? Or they must? No, they must you know me, notice. Matt. You know me. I don't do much. I don't do much ordering of food. It's it's all a little cold beer, and they go, "Hey, is it time for wine, Mister Duke?" And I go, "Yeah, it's time for my red wine, baby. Bring it on." <laughs> and a little a uh, little gin and soda for a nightcap. Exactly. They go, God damn, you're switching everything. I said, you're damn right I am. Ah, Jesus. You pissing blood yet? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know who had a a really bad couple days is our our boy, Dennis. Chris, we talked on on Saturday evening's pod. You know, people were questioning the methods. People faded Dennis on Saturday and did not have a good day. Dennis went 10-4 and four on his college football Saturday. Kudos to Den. And then Den does what he just always does. He not only lost all his winnings from Saturday, but lost even more, and then had an 0-3 Monday night football performance. I mean, I don't know how many times we can say it. He's just not going to string together multiple good days like even if you lose a day, you're going to get it back. You have to keep fading him. Yeah. Right. And when he's hot, if anything, you fade that. And yeah, that's what happened. And, uh, you know, he caught fire somehow. Got lucky with Notre Dame uh, covering and uh, a couple others on Saturday night. And then here comes Sunday morning. And then, man, did Sunday afternoon just destroy him. And then he went all in on. Uh, bucks Sunday night in the over and he just got destroyed so you know you gotta stay strong I'm sure a lot of people go man I mean he might be right on this one he's gonna regress no dude like you can't and then tonight oh he's on he's on Patriots he's gonna the Patriots have to beat the lowly Jets not so fast you just gotta be careful man and just just fade the fucker I mean I'm telling you I don't numbers don't lie I've been taking action from this guy for years if you think i'm lying then you know you call me out but i'm telling you i have years of research on this guy he's trash i mean he's like he might as well be waste management at this point it was a 9 and 18 sunday for dennis in the nfl and then an 0 and 3 monday kmart i'm not very good at math but that sounds like <laughs> 9 and 21 to me I mean, we haven't had the greatest NFL season, but we couldn't even be that bad if we tried. No, I mean, that's that's, that's 30%. That's, uh, I think Donkey is, Kong could have picked better. Is that bad? It's not good. Oh, my God. Sweet baby Jesus. Just thank the Lord for, for Dennis. I mean... Chris, what kind of guy bets like – what kind of guy goes, all right, Sunday night football, primetime game, I've gotten cleaned out today, I want the favorite and the over, and then Monday night I'm going to do the squarest thing possible and take a, a bad – we watched that game. That's a bad Patriots team. And you you even – he waited till it was nine and a half. He didn't even lay ten. He, he, got, he got the better number and just did Patriots first half. Patriots full. Patriots team total over first half. Like, God almighty. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's blind and he hasn't watched the Patriots and just thinks that they're the <laughs> of old with uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and thinks, oh, they're going to come out and fire hard. But uh, I don't know if he knows, but when the Patriots go on the road, they've always struggled. Even with, 
I remember even with Tom Brady, it was it was a nice value to take the Jets at home and the Miami at home and the Bills at home against them. They, they'd win, but they wouldn't cover, and that's what they did tonight. They snuck out a three-point victory, good kick at the end by the kicker. I thought it might go to overtime, um, but, you know, that nice team total then it's funny and he did the same thing on sunday he snuck in a team total with the chiefs and, and he got one of them but uh, mm-hmm. they they really laid an egg in the first half with the chiefs he was one and four on the chiefs game i mean he was all in on them and so you know it was great the panthers just really hung in there tough so yeah i mean you know he bets the same he it's like we say he came in he was so happy he was so hot on saturday oh man i'm hot I won. I'm good. And then boom, he lays the egg. So we'll see. And uh, it's funny. Uh, like I text you guys today, he's ready to fire. It's so funny. Oh, yes. Even though he's dog shit, he's ready to fire Maction tomorrow night. He's ready to fire again. And I won't be surprised if he lays the big dogs. So we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's actually really interesting to look at his recent weekends. So the last bad Saturday he had was all the way back on October 17th where he went, uh, he went six and 14, but the two Sundays since then he went 16, 12 and one on the 24th. And then he went 11 and six on the 31st and then 10 and four. So he's Chris, he's put together, three really good Saturdays in a row, but then his NFL has been so bad. It just, whatever he's winning on Saturday, he's just giving it back on Sunday. So like, I mean, especially after he goes eight and zero to finish Saturday, you just know raise units on Sunday fading him. Cause it just, it's going to come crashing down. Yeah, absolutely. And like tomorrow you're looking at, it looks like Buffalo is minus nine and a half. And we saw what Buffalo did. Last week at uh, Northern Illinois, they destroyed them. Yep. And he's probably going to see Buffalo laying a small little number, you know, under double digits at, at home against Miami and say that's a nice little value. So, you know, we'll probably end up needing Miami of Ohio. And that's what he does. He just tries to think that every little team has value. So, oh, you know, the Patriots are going to destroy the Jets. And, you know, all these teams, you know, so the Chiefs are going to destroy the the Panthers and it's just not he doesn't I've said it from day one he does not change his betting style so and that's what you want in a fade guy you know he's Mr. Poison times two he does not change his style he will keep going overs favorites no matter what and that's what you want that's the kind of guy you want to fade that uh, you know because you and I like we, we stress being malleable this guy's the opposite of that he doesn't change and I've tried to, uh, I used to work with him and say, Hey man, you got to take some dogs. You got to take some unders. <laughs> and then next thing you know, he texts me. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take the Patriots minus 10 in the uh, over 49. Thank you. So, and the bucks in the over last, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, Dennis had a bad, bad football Sunday, but honestly, so did we, you know, we, we made some money fading him of course, but our contest picks just God, we finally find the five and zero last week, and then just we're right back on the stress. So let's let's just do a quick assessment of what went wrong. And I will just be the first to say that I fell victim to a lot of groupthink on the Seattle pick. It just, I don't know. We saw them just absolutely handle San Francisco, and you think, okay, maybe this defense. Carol, we talked about it on the pod the other night. Carol's going to get get this defense going in the right direction. They get Jamal Adams back from injury. They get Dunlap in there from Cincinnati. And they just, I mean, they made Josh Allen look all world. And my bad on that one. I I just never would have thought Buffalo, after struggling on offense for a few weeks, would get right like that. But, Chris, that, that's what you get when you jump on a big public road favorite and all of a sudden – that game starts and the bills are up 14, nothing early and Seattle just, they can never get a stop to get back in that game. Yeah, it was tough. You thought Seattle would come out and they, they usually handle business, you know, whenever they're little short road faves, they did it against Miami earlier this year. And, uh, you know, they usually Russell just handles business, but the bills came up and, uh, you know, our buddy Frack Riley, he's a bills fan. he, he loves to fade the Bills, and he, he doesn't think that they're for real. And a lot of people think the Bills are kind of not for real. But, uh, 
they came out and, and exposed that Seattle secondary and, and threw all over them. And, uh, you know, it was tough. So, you know, we, we, uh, we got fucked on that one. Kyle, I heard Pete Carroll say, yeah, you know, we had a really good plan to stop the run, but then they didn't even try to run the ball. I mean, just out coached to like the millionth degree. And it, it's kind of shocking. We talked about giving good coaches the benefit of the doubt, maybe in the remainder of the season, but I mean, Seattle is going nowhere yeah. with the defense I mean, like that. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's funny. You say that, that they were planning for the run because <laughs> before the game, you know, I was getting ready on Sunday ticket and Rex Ryan's on the tube, just saying how, um, Josh Allen just needs to air it out post post corners, just anything and everything. And excuse me, I don't think it was Rex Ryan. I think it was uh, Terry Bradshaw actually. And it was just, it's exactly what happened. Yeah. Post corners, corners, deeper out. So he was just like, just air it out. And if they do that, they'll win. And sure as shit, that motherfucker was right. I mean, 44 points. Unreal. I, I, I mean, I, I would have, I mean, honestly, I probably would have game planned that they would try to run with a healthy Moss and Singletary. Um, that's kind of the way it looked. It seemed like their offense was going since Allen's been struggling throwing the ball, but he, uh, I mean, tip your hat to, to the bills. They, they knew where they could expose the Seahawks and they fucking exposed them. Oh my God. Yeah. It couldn't be, could not have been more wrong on that one. So Kmart, the one that we did get right, and we this was the first one that the three of us, and I think you even said it first, liked. But yeah. I, Carolina, just an easy – I mean, were they ever not covering in that game? No, no. I mean, they jumped out early. Yeah. Gave it up late. I think got down nine at the most. Yeah. So, you know, then it, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, sold himself out. Luckily, didn't take too hard of a hit. Got the first down on fourth down. And we were able to cover, and it was it was beautiful. Um, shit, I was cheering for them to uh, win it outright. To get the upset, yeah. I mean, they were shit six yards away, really, because that kicker had the had the distance at sixty seven. It just he had to fucking dislocate his leg to get it that far. <laughs> yeah. <and> just <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so that was a great call, and the Teddy Bridgewater as a dog continues to cover. Now I have some thoughts about that later when we talk about our early likes but chris i'll let you talk about this next one you, you really wanted early last week you really wanted rivers you wanted the colts you saw that everybody in the world was gonna be like oh my god i only get to i only have to lay like one one and a half with the ravens yes please and so we we really faded i think the ravens were also the number one consensus contest play and it looked good for a while, and then the wheels fell off, and just, I mean, joke's on us. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, you know, they covered first half for us. Uh, Dan ended up doing Ravens first half, and that lost, and then you thought the Colts would come out second half, and they they didn't do anything second half, and uh, the Ravens D stepped up. You know, uh, Lamar Jackson wasn't doing shit the first half. That's why the Colts had whole, you know, the possession, and they didn't do anything and uh, ended up being a loser. And, you know, you get, you know, you can say it was the Colts, you know, that, uh, that blew it and it was an easy Ravens win. And it was, it ended up being a, you know, a breeze with 24, 10, but you know, this, it wasn't, the Colts didn't play bad. They got a weird, they should have probably, they were going to go into Baltimore territory and maybe take a, you know, 14, nothing lead. And then the next thing you know, it's seven, seven after that fumble by the rookie and uh so it was a tough one but you know you can't be mad at those and congrats to all those guys that that love the ravens and that's gonna happen just you know as many of the people that were on the ravens were probably on the chiefs and and just as frustrated with themselves so you know you can't get all those easy winners but you know shame on us and uh you know we we needed the colts to play better We'll go through these last two quick because they just never, ever had a chance. Kmart, the the Cardinals and the Dolphins, I will be the first to say that I I am not handicapping Miami correctly. I just have not been able to get a hold on them all season. Uh, You have. You've liked them. You liked them before the season started. I think you you even leaned Miami early last week and then 
shame on us. I think we kind of swayed you over to Arizona. I was thinking maybe we sell high on a hot Miami team, but they stay hot. Tua looked really good, and the Cardinals were a little bit head-scratching with their defensive effort and then their fourth quarter getting no points. Yeah, I mean, I I liked them. The Finns early in the week. You guys liked the Cardinals when we made our first podcast last week. Yeah. And from there on out, I just kind of let let that sway me um, from from that to other things I heard, which is why I don't really like listening to podcasts. But I got a little too bored last week, so I said, why not? And, I mean, put me in the other direction, and I was definitely kicking myself, um, you know, losing money and a pick on on a team that I wanted to bet on Monday so Ugh. that was just kind of shame on you um and I don't plan on doing that much much more but again it, it kind of evened out because I also like the Chargers on Monday then I switched to the Raiders and the Raiders yeah. I mean it is what it is they got lucky kind of so it evened out um so I mean that, that's just kind of what happens I think it's it's just hard to it's hard to limit but you kind of have to limit picks in a sense yeah it's it's so hard in a pick five contest you know we just we picked the wrong dogs with uh chicago with indianapolis and then we picked the wrong favorites with seattle with arizona and it just unfortunate and then chris the last one i mean chicago bears what the fuck were we thinking this team is i mean the coach is so bad and the offense is is just unwatchable, god awful. Yeah, they were only down seven nothing. You thought they're gonna maybe like yeah. go down and tie it up, and then it was ten nothing, and then you know seventeen nothing, and all of a sudden they ended up making it a game with garbage. But yeah, yeah. And I guess we could have. <laughs> you know, our buddy was saying maybe they'll go for two, and that would have been great if they went for two and made it a six point game. And God, it would have snuck out a weird garbage. But uh, yeah, they just Tennessee just didn't let them score all game so rough one and that's how you end up with a one in four contest week uh, not our best work at all but we went five and oh the week previously so we can bounce back and hopefully find that again but yeah let's uh, mercifully close the book on week nine all right we'll come right back and we'll talk about week 10 and what we're looking at and maybe have our eye on early and then get maybe a couple college leans early in the week Okay, NFL Week 10. Now, we're recording on Monday night, so we have seen just baby line moves at this point. Uh, we're still gathering information. We're figuring out who got hurt Week 9 who's and what's going on. So, Kmart, does anything have your attention very early in the week? Yeah, so early in the week, um, kind of small lean on, let's see, the – the Phyllis Rivers Colts, um, I like them. Still kind of wary on them, but I think both teams match up pretty well. I don't expect there to be the type of turnovers, but then again, they've kind of been playing that way all, all year. So who's going to have the ball last kick game when he field goal honestly could come down to. But I do lean the Colts on that one. Um God, I, I almost want to gut, say, Detroit Lions, but I just no. can't do it. I just <laughs> can't do it. Uh, I mean, if anything, I don't want to be a homer and say skins. Washington football team, sorry, because I love Alex Smith. But, I mean, honestly, there's not there's not too much I'm really loving so far. Um, kind of going down. I do kind of lean the Rams at home against Seattle, small line. But as you were saying early, earlier before we started, uh, small road dogs have been very profitable, so that kind of makes me second-guess that thought. Um, I do kind of like the small dog in Minnesota on Monday night. I, th- I like what I'm seeing on from Minnesota from their defensive end and offensive end. Chicago's offense just looks – Well, Minnesota's, Minnesota's favored. Short, short road favorite. Yeah, I was looking at that and looking at, yeah. 
Um, so I do, I do like that at less than a field goal right now. Um, and that's honestly, that's probably it. Um, after what I saw tonight, I might, if I could get Baltimore at seven or less, I would probably say going for it. (laughs) Chris, your thoughts on any of those? Yeah, I mean, uh, I got a few. I'm going to go like super, even though like this week wasn't that profitable on super poopy, but I'll probably go, you know, back to the well on chief sanitation. And uh, I'm seeing seven, seven and a half on New England. They look like fucking shit tonight. If I can get seven and a half, I can see them playing the Ravens tough. It looks like all the actions on the Ravens. I saw Rams, I thought, open minus one or one and a half. Looks like all the actions on the Seahawks, but it went to minus two. Sure, like Kmart said, give me the Rams at home. And, uh, you know, Matt, you and I talked about this. All the action on the uh, on the Dolphins. Everyone's probably saying, man, how do they not beat the dog shit? chargers at home it's only two and a half yeah well we're not biting that lure that's dog shit i'm not taking it give me the chargers and then probably a road division dog a little give me a little uh you know broncos action catching uh four and a half five and a half in uh at the raiders so uh that can be your donkey kong special there you go yeah the i want to ask kyle about the dolphins one because Again, I I'm I cannot get a, hand, a hold of this team. Now, here's I think it's going to be a it's a classic sharp play on the Chargers, and I think this is why you have the Dolphins who have won. I mean, two really impressive performances in a row. One against the Rams, where it was defense and special teams, and then yesterday I, the Arizona Cardinals had no answer for what Miami was doing off for them to hang. I mean, they scored 34, but one was a a defensive touchdown again. So for that offense to put up 27 points when people were second guessing, okay, how ready is Tua wasn't that impressive in his first start. So dolphins off a massive road win as a dog going back home, playing the chargers who, I mean, the narrative on the chargers for weeks now, and (laughs) they didn't do anything yesterday to quiet the critics they cannot win a close game so i don't know i don't know what to think of this i don't know if it's a pass kmart do you see miami being able to keep it going like i think any objective person would probably say that they are overachieving what their expectations were this season they're playing awfully well and then what do you do with the chargers who are going cross country they're not even getting a field goal how can you trust them to win a game that ends up being close in the fourth quarter? Yeah. I mean, the cross cross country part is, is kind of scary. Um, but whether it's kind of like uh, Southern California there in Miami right now, pretty tropical, not too humid. Should be, should be good weather. Um, I don't know what the hurricane's doing, but I mean, look, look at Herbert. I don't think, I don't think the dolphins have really seen enough of what Herbert and this offense can do if you can kind of see where I'm going because it's not enough video on Herbert he's thrown for 300 yards a game he and he and a burrow are kind of just going off as rookies and it's pretty fun and impressive to watch so it's, it's pretty unique matchup with Tua and Herbert um I mean I like Miami's defense Chargers defense I mean I thought was trying to be good at the start of the season now I'm I'm not too sure it's even middle of the pack but I kind of think it's better than Arizona I mean I reason I liked Miami early in the week is I thought they would kind of do what they did on their defense and then I got swayed because it seemed like Arizona was getting healthier on defense and obviously their offense put up points and you know that wasn't really an issue um defensive touchdown so again kind of something we were saying that wouldn't happen it happened in the first three fucking minutes so that was <laughs> yeah. hilarious i almost texted you guys but i was just kind of too annoyed with everything i just said uh whatever but i mean i think the value is on the chargers but it's just that kind of cross country but 
I'm not I'm not opposed to uh to fading my darling uh seems like I just have a thing for Miami. I go and visit there one time and I just want to fuck the whole city. Chris and it's a it's a role reversal for Miami. I mean, they've been doing this as as dogs um and have been really impressive in that role. But now it's flipped and now they are expected to win. They're favored in this game. But I mean, my god, how much do we have to hate ourselves to trust Anthony Lynn? Oh man, yeah, you gotta really pull your cock out. I mean, apparently they. I mean, man, that guy makes that catch, and they beat yeah. the Raiders. You know, he. You know, it came out at the end, and uh, they weren't able to do it. So uh, that sucks for all the Chargers backers and uh, Den, because Den's a Charger guy, and he ended up backing him. So we were happy that the, the you know the Raiders ended up doing it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, they were. You know, dogs against Arizona, and their home dogs against the Rams, and they were they were favorites against the Jets, but then that doesn't big count. Dogs, right, exactly, that doesn't count. And then they're huge dogs against the Niners. They got a W four going on. They're just flying high, right? How can they not beat the Chargers by two and a half, right? They got to do it. Not so fast, Mister Lee Corso. Where you at, baby? I also want to talk about Tampa Bay, Carolina, because here you go, Chris, Carolina, home division dog. Now they're catching six. And I want to say the look ahead for this one was, oh, six. Wow, that's interesting. So we've loved Teddy Bridgewater as a dog. I think we've been on them multiple times. But one thing you always want to be careful of is fading a team after their worst performance of the season. And the effort the Bucks gave on Sunday night last night was probably the most pathetic thing I've seen this football season. Or would you be worried about fading them the week after that? Yeah, I'd be a little worried. I'd lean Bucks, but it's, it's tough to lay – you know, close to it. like we saw it tonight with the Patriots. It's tough to lay around a touchdown on the road in the division. You know that the Panthers are going to be up for it. Although, you know, you could say what trumps what. You could say, does the Panthers giving their absolute all on the road to the world champs, Chiefs, and trying to win out, you know, outdo the Bucks laying an egg against the Saints? And you could say that's a yeah. huge spot for yeah. Carolina and the Bucks are going to come out. So, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, it's going to be hard. we got to see where that line goes. But, uh, you know, the two worlds collide there with those. That's a good point about Carolina is off of two just gut-wrenching road. Like, they were right there in both those games against really good teams in New Orleans and then in Kansas City. And like Kyle said earlier, they'd just come up a field goal short both times and so returning home after those two just really close losses uh that is a flat spot if i've ever heard one but kyle it goes back to teddy bridgewater is such a profitable dog is this one where you just have too many things conflicting and maybe the best thing to do would be just stay away yeah i mean uh i i would probably lean taking um tampa in that game um i I, just because of how bad they played you can't they're they're too good of a team i'm not giving up on them i think i think the value is in tampa um and under a touchdown one score game um line's probably about right um but i can can see them getting up i mean they're not going to want to lose two in a row have essentially three bad performances in a row so i mean this is this is as i was saying a few weeks ago with the niners this is kind of a big big game for to propel them to where tom brady really wants this team to be yeah it's tough i mean i show almost 70 percent on carolina right now so Chris, we talk about this all the time, buying low on teams. You're not going to buy lower than on Tampa Bay than you are after last night. Everybody's just completely selling them. Everybody's taken the underdog Panthers after they've just been covering as a dog. And uh, maybe Tampa Bay is a smart play, but uh, it's tough to go against Teddy. That's a tough one. 
Yeah. Another uh, division dog that it looks like is getting some public attention is Kyle, your Joe Burrow led Cincinnati Bengals. I show about 60% of tickets early. Now, again, we're recording Monday night. This is early, but people are liking the Bengals after the Steelers have kind of gotten away with a couple lately. Man, since you off a bye, do they have enough to be able to hang in a game with Pittsburgh? I, I early seem to think, yes, they do. This is a, a surprisingly high line. I think it's come down a little bit. It's still sitting over a touchdown. Would you put your tiny little dick on Cincinnati with seven and a half? Uh, I'd probably wait and see what that Steelers uh, injury report is. I know they got pretty banged up against somehow the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, like, laugh out loud, Mr. Connor and Roethlisberger. But uh, yeah, they're 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 kind of reminding me of the Chiefs, just in a not so sexy fashion. Just humming along, they're eight and zero, and man, they. I mean, they learned how to win last season, but I mean, this team could easily be five and three. They've had some uh, some luck go on their side, as uh, fade use picks have not. And Cincinnati should be as healthy as they've been since uh, week one, but they now have seven games under their belt with a rookie quarterback. So, or I guess eight games because of the tie. So yeah, um, I definitely you know with over a touchdown could definitely lay that because we've already done it once with Burrow and just waited for that beautiful back door. What do you think, Chris? Uh, Burrow has actually kind of had similar success as someone like Teddy Bridgewater as a dog. I feel like since he in this dog role has been pretty nice here against the spread. There what? Say that again. There's six and two against the spread. There you go. I mean, Chris, another division dog. When you see the public jumping on this, do you do you hesitate at all, or do you just stick to your conviction and know that this line is probably too high? That Pittsburgh, like Kyle said, has gotten away with a few lately. They're a little banged up. I think Big Ben has injuries to both. Knee, like he's going to play through it, but probably not a hundred percent. I don't know. What do you think here with Cincy off a of bye? Yeah. Um... I made this line. It was funny. I had my girlfriend read me all the games last night. I wanted to get a feel on it. And I made the line about seven, seven and a half. And so when I saw nine and a half, I thought that was a little high. Of course it comes from. Yeah. Down towards my line, you know, uh, eight, seven and a half after about a day. And, uh, you know, I don't know, like you said, if everyone's buying on Cincy, I know they've covered a lot. The, the funny thing is that they've had a lot of, garbage covers like they shouldn't have covered against the browns they shouldn't have covered against the browns twice actually because they backdoored the browns on the road then they backdoored the road with a miss pat you know at home so you know a lot of those shouldn't have happened and then a weird game with the eagles where they tie um i could see you know where everyone's like oh man the, the steelers look like dog shit against the cowboys i could see them coming out and just uh again you and i have talked about this the Bengals and the Browns are the Steelers' younger brother. You know, it's usually the Ravens and the Steelers are the ones that just dominate that that division. So I can see them coming out hot. I, I have no read on it early, but uh, we'll see where that line goes this week. A couple other interesting ones to me are, I mean, you got Chris, home dog, division dog. The Giants have been a little bit feisty lately, and they're catching three and a half at home against Philadelphia. And Kyle, I know you you have no love for Philly. You think that they're just always overrated, especially in a favorite role. I mean, how how much attention are you giving the Giants who are showing a little bit of fight? I mean, I don't I didn't hear anybody clamoring to bet the Giants last week. Everybody seemed to think that Washington was in a great spot to maybe even make a run at that division. Not so fast. Giants played really well. We know the Giants hung right there with Tampa Bay the week before. Seems like kind of a scrappy team here in this underdog role. They are they worth a look here against a still probably overrated Eagles team. Yeah, I mean, 
Philly Gi- is going to always be overrated, in my opinion. <laughs> and the Giants should have – they should have beaten Philly that first match. That was like a, how to lose a game when you're up. What, what were the Giants? Were they up double digits with five minutes left? Yeah, it was something weird. I, I, I was driving to Arizona, so it was I like a, It was like a ASU against USC the other day. Yeah. It just yeah, completely it gave it away. Yeah. Just uh, three and out, I think, they had after yeah. after they scored. Couldn't couldn't uh, run out the clock. Um, circa Niners in the Super Bowl. Thanks, anyways. Oh. Man, if we have any followers that listen to this shit, I mean, they're probably like, man, this guy cries about this shit every fucking time. And I will to the day I die. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the line is – with the Giants, I mean, it looks like it, it was three and a half. Now it's three. Um, tickets about split. I'm not giving up on Mr. Daniel Jones yet. Um, I mean, they, they're just kind of using what they got with Gallman and Lewis and who I think Freeman's dead again. Um, but, I mean, they, their receiver's – are legit so i mean if if daniel jones can just make an accurate pass and not overthink it go through his progressions i mean it's 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 quite simple how how it is to play quarterback but it i mean if you just aren't on time overthink it go even too quickly through your progressions you know give up give up on your first guy too quick and you move the two three i mean chances are and that's what Jimmy G did in the Super Bowl. I mean, he gave up on Kittle twice in back-to-back plays, and the fucker was wide open. It's just you got to learn how to read the damn defense, and he's got to slow it down in that sense, but just go through, know the time in his clock, and then just get the ball out. That's what checkdowns are for. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that one. It's a low total game. These NFCs, I mean, I think the dogs have been have been pretty good. Chris, the last one I wanted to, t- to touch on, I think you had indicated that this Houston-Cleveland line smells a little bit. What are you smelling there? Yeah, it smells a little bit. I made it bigger. I made it, uh, you know, the, the Browns a little more of a favorite, more towards like uh, four or five, and I saw two and a half, I thought, Wow, they just uh, probably see how the Houston D just can't stop anybody. They let, you know, the Jags get back within a couple points. They barely snuck that one win out. And uh, Brown's coming off a bye. And they. I just think it smells like shit. Like everyone's probably going to see Brown's off a bye. They're really good. Way better record. I think they have an opposite record. One, six, and two, one, six, something like that. And they're. They're going to hammer. It just smells like it's – this is one where it's just uh, – there's always one that just shocks the world every Sunday where it's like, how? How could they, you know, how could they do this? So I'm going to keep an eye on it. See, I think it went up to three. We'll see if we can get the three and a half. But, yeah, it just – it's one of those. And we know they're not always going to hit, you know. I mean, the Colts smell like shit this week. Like, why are the Ravens only laying it? And we know it, 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 it you know, it didn't come to fruition for us. But, uh, you know, the, you can't – always bet the team that's going to be you know the supposed right side like the Ravens were this week and and always come out on top so I'm just going to keep an eye on that one for sure all right let's talk about some college before we wrap up this pod Kyle I I touched on the USC game the other day as a Trojan fan that must have been quite an emotional roller coaster to sit through. Uh, are you looking at them either playing on them or against them this weekend? Yeah. I mean, they were worse than I thought they would be. I mean, <laughs> I, I mentioned the 9am start. Yeah. What the hell is that all about for them? Uh, just, I mean, Arizona's had, had more time to practice. They didn't make as many mistakes. There's kind of came later, but Man, from the failed fourth and ones to the fumbles, uh, I mean, the one interception was kind of a good pick, um, but he threw into bad coverage. Just just sloppy. Um, Arizona, you got to go down to uh, beautiful Tucson and 
lay just about two touchdowns to a team that has not yet to play that should not be very good. And my gut is saying, take the Trojans in a route. I expect them to clean this shit up. Um, I don't think they're going to want to dick around and hope for a miracle onside kick recovery and another fourth and nine to uh, Drake London, but could be wrong. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I think this game is as long as it's under fourteen. I think it's an easy uh, just lay it. Um, as far as another one, I like I like ASU in a bounce back lane four four and a half at home. I was just going to ask well, you about that game because on one hand, ASU really was the better team against USC for almost that entire for fifty eight minutes, really. Yeah. But, I mean, is there an emotional letdown after just giving that game away? I don't think and, so. Not with not with Herm Edwards coaching them. Um, they Cal, still have a lot to play for. They're, yeah, I mean, Arizona State, they're, they're, it would have been big to win, but they still wouldn't have been a favorite to win the Pac-12. Right. So it's just disappointing. Um, and yeah, Cal, Cal did not play that last exactly. week, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I like Arizona – at home, um, probably it's sixty degree weather. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean it's it should be it should be fun for them to get back, try to get that taste out of their mouth. That's where I think uh, their mindset would be at. Where Cal is probably going to look something like USC did. Um, Cal, the past three four years, they've beaten the absolute living shit out of out of conference games usually start three four and oh and everyone's like cal's back cal's back cal's back nope then they just go through the conference and win a couple and lose horrifically to to some others um and i love utah to just absolutely bend over ucla nice yeah on that cal asu game it looks like the public is coming out on the dog here everybody probably saw Arizona state give that game away. And it's like, Oh, I want no part of that. Chris, do you kind of maybe sense that that's what the public is thinking? Like, Ooh, that ASU team completely just fell apart in the last few minutes. I don't want any part of them. And that's why they're jumping on the dog who they haven't even seen play yet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone's going to go off of uh, last week and what they saw. And, uh, you know, we got to be careful, uh, overreaction and like Kmart said you gotta you know he Herm you gotta go to coaches you know he's riding Herm Herm was a great cover against ASU we'll see if he can uh, do it again get his team to not get too demoralized after the loss when they were covering and winning the whole game and we'll, we'll see what we can do with those teams come their okay. second okay Chris I want your likes here in a second but first Fresno State Double-digit favorite on the road again. They found a way to cover against UNLV. You know it. You know we're going to be fading it. Oh, my God. I mean, it, I see massive public action on Utah State catching double digits at home. Are, are you just going to blindly fade Fresno in that double-digit road favorite spot, or is there any possible value there if Utah State is bad? Utah State's probably a little bad, but yeah, I'm not gonna lay again. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just not gonna do it with uh, Fresno Land. What is it? Is it thirteen? No, I think it's down to 10? ten. I want to say it's yeah, down to 10. ten. Yeah, I'm not gonna lay more than double digits. They they luckily snuck out of. Uh, it was a late field goal, right? Yeah. So um, they're gonna have to go on the road again. I just yeah. don't trust it. All right, what are you looking at? I'm looking at, I'll go, we'll look at some more uh, of the late games later uh, in the week. I'm going to go down the early ones here on the Pacific, um, you know, anyone from 9 to 1230. I'm looking at, again, we did this the other week. We were hammering West Virginia when they were home favorites over K-State when K-State was ranked. It's looking like, again, they're minus three over uh, – TCU people are probably like why why is you know West Virginia favored over a ranked and top 10 you know foe and TCU go ahead and take that you got to take that team um, I'm gonna probably look for the Sparty Sparty look like absolute dog shit 
last week against Iowa. We were all over Iowa, and Indiana looked phenomenal against Michigan. We're going to go ahead and fade the Hoosiers. Sorry, Hoosiers. You guys are going to come to an end this week. Everyone and their mom on the Hoosiers. We're going to take the home dog, Sparty, catching a few, uh, a touchdown in the hook. And uh, one that's stinky, Miami, number 13. And uh, you got number 25. This is an Apple Bomb special. We're two ranked teams. Tank the ranked team that's favored at home. Virginia Tech looks like all the actions coming in on everyone's probably going, man, that's an easy pick. Take the Hurricanes, catching the plus two at Virginia Tech. The Hokies suck. Well, uh, not so fast. We'll take the Hokies there, laying the small points at home. And uh, tomorrow night, this is a fade den special. You know he's going to be all over Buffalo after you saw them kill Northern Illinois. Looks like all the action is on Buffalo. We'll take Miami of Ohio. We'll harness our inner Ben Roethlisberger, and let's go, Ohio. <laughs> Kyle, what do you do with Michigan? He throw him out the pasture. Do you just ignore? Uh, like, I mean, you, you talk you about have to take, you have to take an audit. <laughs> you have to. I mean, yeah, jeez. You uh, <laughs> you talk about a team that everyone is bailing on. I mean, wow, for them to be now, Wisconsin hasn't played in. Three weeks, right? Yeah. And now you home got dog, baby. Home dog. Michigan catching three and a half at home. Like, holy, who would have thought? Is, is Wisconsin quarterback coming back? That that we absolutely need to know. Um, yeah. Until it, like I I would imagine. God, I think he is because I think Big Ten has some bullshit where it's. I thought it was a twenty-one day, day. quarantine. Yeah, and they've pretty much been out for that long, yeah. so I just assume he's back. But I want to check on that before. Uh, for assuming sure. he's back, I don't know. I mean, I'll let, the hazmat put, suit. Yeah, I'll let Chris Give put his the name Wolverines. on that. <laughs> oh, my God. The Wolverine cock. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at buying low, uh, and that would, that would certainly be the case for – Jim Harbaugh and his stupid khakis. <laughs> wow. Pack of lip. I mean, I, w- I will say I do um, on Friday night, Big Ten, I do – I am kind of leaning as I look now at Minnesota over Iowa. Be the first time I actually fade Iowa all season. I like it. I was looking at that too. Chris, how about uh, Colorado State, Boise State? I feel like you've been you've been on the right side of Colorado State two weeks in a row now. You faded them at Fresno. You were back on them last week, and now they go to Boise, who just kind of got embarrassed by a really good BYU team. Any value in the Rams catching 13 up on the blue turf? Yeah, that I was looking at that. That's a tough one because, you know, part of me wants to say, hey, the – you know, Colorado State bounces back after they yeah. just got really killed. And then, but you also want to say Boise, you know, they're really, like you said, they're a great team and they just ran into a, a train, you know, of BYU. So, you know, it's hard to beat them. And you want to say, be, you know, Boise's going to bounce back after this, but that's a lot of points to lay. You know, the, I'm sure Colorado State will want to be scrappy. But I lean towards saying Boise could just come out and say, look, we just ran into a tough BYU team. That's why they beat us bad and, uh, you know, give it to to Colorado State. But uh, it's something we'll take an eye on. And, and uh, anything under two touchdowns, I think, might be some value. Uh, they might be pissed after the Mormons came in and beat their ass. <laughs> Chris, I'll ask you, I'm just looking down the line. There's some really interesting ones. Any chance for a flat spot for Florida after their big win? They're laying 17 and a half at home to Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas is one of the best cover teams in, in the nation. They're, they're scrappy this year. They're not going to – they might not win, but they'll cover. Uh, just ask Auburn. And, uh, yeah, man, that's that's a good call. Yeah, let's, let's keep an eye on that. That's a, that's a ton of points. You're telling me they can lose by 10 or 14 – we get the victory. Good spot by you, Matt, Dad. Kmart, same question to you. Any chance for a flat spot for Notre Dame winning the game of the year 
now going on the road to Boston College and laying almost two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I would take I would take those points um, all day. It's, I, I, it would be an easy pick again if there were those goddamn fans in the stands. Boston College is not an easy place to play. Those fans get pretty pretty loud. I remember when SC went there a few seasons back. It was uh, pretty much an ugly ugly game. I think I watched that on your couch, Matt, eating the fucking pizza. And man, it just underperformed. But I mean, I can definitely see a flat spot. I mean, Notre Dame should win this game probably by 10. Um, but I could definitely see Boston College even holding a short lead going into the half before Notre Dame says, not today. And Chris, you know, the nice thing about games like that, where you're looking at possibly fading Notre Dame off their huge win, fading Florida off their huge win, you know who's going to be on those two? Dennis. That's right. You know Dennis is going to be all – oh, give me Florida off that. Oh, they're so good. They just beat Georgia. Oh, give me Notre Dame. They just beat Clemson. You know Dennis is going to be on both of those two. I mean, book it. Guarantee it. Write it down. I'll I'll get the tweet ready to send out already because uh, he's going to be on those two for sure. <laughs> Why don't you get him a uh, – get him a lobotomy because he needs to fix something in his brain. <laughs> on that note anything else guys that was a good pod good uh you know we don't hide from our losses we're we go five and oh last week we're gonna celebrate that we go one and four this week we're gonna jump on and we're gonna assess what went wrong and maybe where our process can improve and then we'll turn the page like we did look head to nfl week 10 look for a a really interesting looking college saturday you guys got anything else before we get out of here uh no the one i was probably gonna save was that minnesota one but I spilled the beans early. Go Gophers. Go for CAC. <laughs> yeah, we'll fade the Hawkeyes for the first time. We like the Hawkeyes, but yeah, Gophers one and two. I don't know what justifies uh, the Hawkeyes being favored by three and a half over the Gophers after that giant win. Everyone's, you know, Dan, I'm sure I'll see a text on Saturday morning that uh, he wants to go ahead and take uh, – or is that fr- – is that a Friday – wow, we have Friday so many night. early games. Yeah, it's a Friday one. Wow, this is going to be a – guys, if you don't follow at Fade you Sports, dude, Dan loves just taking action every day. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, he's going to hammer all these. He'll, he'll, he'll be – I'm telling you right now, if he's not on Cincy, I'll, Matt, uh, Matt will <laughs> film me doing a chug and a shot. I'll do it. He will be on Cincy. Hold your nose. East Carolina's one in five. I've been fading Cincy, and it's been bad. I've getting ridicule from my fade you brothers for fading Cincy. <laughs> Guess are. what? I'm not going to fucking miss it this week. Den's going to be on them. And uh, just stay tuned. And uh, it's awesome. we got so much early action this week. Let's go. Should be an awesome week. We'll be back uh, a little bit later in the week. We'll we'll let you guys know on the Twitter if we end up playing the Colts on Thursday. Uh, kind of leaning towards yes at this point, but it's early. So keep an eye on the Twitter. We'll let you know what we're playing. We'll get our thread going early in the week so we can lock in some of these numbers. But for Kmart, for Chris, we're out, and we'll be back later this week. <laughs>